It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. KSL presents LDS Women and the Quest for Perfection. How to find balance. How to avoid feelings of guilt and that sense of competition. Here's Mary Richards on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on this Sunday to LDS Women and the Quest for Perfection. I'm Mary Richards, a reporter here at KSL News Radio, often heard on the morning show. I have with me, and I'm so pleased to have Erin Stewart and Carmen Rasmussen Herbert. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So let's start with that writing that you talked about, Erin, where you said, I would simply say there can't be a competition without your consent. Once you stop trying to beat other women at life, you'll realize there was never a race in the first place. And I'm, I'm getting goosebumping reading it again, thinking about that. That changed my whole perspective. I thought I was competing with other women to be better, but it's not a race, right? Right. Yeah, I think that idea came to me. We had just moved back from Utah from the East Coast, and I had heard a lot of horror stories about the competition among Mormon women to be the mother of the year and to be perfect. And I was really scared about it. So I kind of bought into it when we first moved here, and I let it affect me. But after a couple months, I started realizing that the women around me didn't care. They weren't competing with me. And this the sense of competition was in my head. And I had to make a choice and I had to choose to not buy into the competition. And I think, I think there can be competition among women and among mothers if you allow it. But if you step back and think, really, are they caring what I'm doing? And, and most of the time they're not. And I think a lot of times we have to make that choice as women to compete or not. And if we choose to compete, unfortunately, I think... Everyone else loses. I think our husbands lose. Our kids lose. We lose sight of what we're actually doing, which is raising children. Um, and we also lose ourselves because we lose out on just the camaraderie and the sisterhood of motherhood because we're too busy competing with the other women to actually get encouragement and inspiration from them. Anyway, so I think it's an, an active choice we make if we're going to buy into that competition. Choice. I love that you point out that word because I know, Carmen, you've also written about this in the Desert News about the different choices we make or our thoughts about ourselves or others and realizing if we flipped it, they're probably feeling the same thing about themselves. Or exactly. Yeah. And I love what Aaron said about making a choice to compete or not. And we should make the choice not to. My sister the other day was in my car and she was showing me all these beautiful pictures of women on Instagram. And she said, oh, look at this girl's hair and look at her eyebrows, which are a major thing right now. And look at this girl's clothes. And, and she said, sometimes I feel like I need to do more. Do I need to do more? I need to try harder. And I immediately said, no, you don't. You don't need to do more. You don't need to try harder. You're perfect the way you are. You're beautiful the way you are. And it's like Aaron said, when we start to think, oh, well, I need to look this way and I need to have my kids do more sports and I need to make more homemade meals or whatever it is that we feel like we're not doing enough, it's we need to recognize what source that's coming from. And I think for me, when I recognize, okay, that's not Heavenly Father encouraging me. That's a negative voice saying I'm not good enough. And I don't think that Heavenly Father will ever make us feel not good enough. He can give us a good 
godly push and, you know, and, and awake and arouse our soul, our faculties, but he's never going to make us feel bad about ourselves. And once we recognize, okay, where that source is coming from, I think it'll be easier to push that voice aside. Yes. Look for the source of that voice. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm getting goosebumpy again. <laughs> the, that, that whatever is good comes from God. Whatever isn't is not. And are you listening to things in those promptings? You brought up uh, social media. I, oh, I feel so guilty when they've got all these amazing Easter pictures on there. And, you know, we, I do think we try to show our best selves. And then we might maybe judge ourselves if I didn't do, I didn't die Easter eggs this year. I just thought it was too much of a bother. And I'd be the only one eating the hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> None of my boys like hard-boiled eggs. But someone pointed out, you know, that might bring them joy. And that's awesome. It doesn't bring me joy. It brings me a bit of a headache to do all that work for a green toileted leprechaun like you wrote recently, Erin. And so the same thing with social media, I guess, is not taking it personally, maybe? Or what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, and and I, I, I love that, that it's if it does bring you joy, great. And some of my friends um, from Mercy River, Whitney and Sony and Brooke, they, they have this amazing blog and they write about that very thing. Like if you are the craft mom, be the craft mom. Mm -hmm. If you are the outing mom, be the outing mom. And it's okay if the outing mom isn't the craft mom, Mm -hmm. but it's when you feel like, Oh, but I'm not that way for me personally. I've really struggled with this over the last probably couple of years, maybe since Instagram and Facebook and social media has just become bigger and bigger feeling like, Oh, but I'm not that way. And, and why? And, and, I've, I think I found that it's okay to have different strengths than other women. And that's why I think we need each other so much. Like women do need women, but we need to build each other up and, and help each other and encourage each other's strengths and not try to beat each other out with everything. What do you yes, think, Erin? Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. Social media is a big one for me. I think about it a lot because Carmen and I blog, we, you know, we write for moms. And so when I started my column, my big thing was I wanted to be real because I think that the biggest favor we can do for other moms is be real. Because, I agree. So social media is this like huge double-edged sword for mothers because in one hand, it creates this awesome community and all my best ideas come from Pinterest, right? Like yes. I steal everything I do from other people's things. And so it's great. It's this great resource and it's awesome and it should continue but it also has the tendency to make us feel inadequate and the problem is we compare our worst moments to everyone else's best moments so like we're looking around our house at five o'clock and it's a disaster and our kids are naked running around chaos (laughs) and then we see this picture of another family eating like rabbit pancakes for easter in their (laughs) easter dresses and we're like i have failed you know so we see that and it's hard so i think you just need to make sure to remember when you're looking at social media, that it's like a bizarro reality. Mm-hmm. It's not reality. And every so for the women that are posting those things, like Carmen said, keep posting. It's awesome. Celebrate who you are and what you do because people like me, we need to take your ideas because we don't have our own super creative ideas. So definitely keep posting. But my advice would be to maybe throw in a picture every once in a while of your house at the five o'clock disaster dinner time when things are a mess, you know, be real. Let's, let's be honest. It's hard. It's lonely sometimes. And it's not all perfect. It's got those moments of just, you know, euphoria, perfection, motherhood, but it's got a lot of just reality too. And maybe we need to be a little more real about it. Oh, for sure. I, I had to bring in this quote. You made me think of this. um, Her name is, uh, she's a UVU professor, Chris Doty who talked about that very thing, feeling judged by others and toxic perfectionism is what she called it, that can lead to depression even. And I I mean, she said that the LDS Church's teachings on striving for perfection can lead to that kind of feeling of taking it too far, of thinking, oh, no, I've made a mistake, Um, I've failed. And it's not that at all. She says we all wear masks 
And I get that. And yet if we all support each other and talk, we realize, oh, everybody's just like me. Mm-hmm. They're trying their hardest, too. I'm going to like that post. She put that on there hoping for a like, maybe. I don't know, because yeah. she feels inadequate, too. So this was a good note that uh, Jennifer Stagg wrote. She was, used to work here at KSL, and now she runs a kind of a lifestyle blog as well. She goes, it's hard either way, because this specifically she was writing about moms judging other moms for working or not working or or spending too much time at the gym, or, you know, whatever we judge yeah. other moms for, or other women for. Yeah. She said, let's cut everyone some slack and give everyone a huge pat on the back. We're all doing the best we can. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Totally agreed. Yeah. And, and you brought this out before, but I had written down this note that the headline was remembering to reach out to other moms. And I would say other women as well, don't you think, Carmen? Yes. And I saw on Instagram the other day um, a picture of a beautiful girl, and she was a guest editor on someone's very successful blog. And the um, the woman who was writing about this beautiful woman, she said she has flawless taste, she's gorgeous, look at her hair and her face and her clothes. And she said, and she's super nice, so you can't hate her. Yeah. And I thought about that and I thought, why is that kind of a knee jerk reaction that we have as women to hate someone that seems to be beautiful and successful and talented? Why, why is it that we immediately think, oh, I hate her? And I think we need to, we need to, like you said, start liking people's posts. And even if it's like, oh, this is hard for me because where does it come from? Maybe jealousy or feelings of inadequacy and be happy for people if they are successful and talented. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're less so. Yes. Oh, I'm that, that, oh, that hit it on the head for me. It doesn't take away from you yourself if someone else. Let's end on that note. And coming up next, what Elder Holland said in particular from October of 2015, you are doing better than you think you are. Here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM, with my guests, Aaron Stewart and Carmen Rasmussen Herbert. I'm Mary Richards, your host, on this special program, LDS Women and the Quest for Protection. You're listening to LDS Women and the Quest for Perfection on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to this special hour here on LDS Conference Weekend on KSL News Radio. I'm Mary Richards, your host here on KSL News Radio, with my guests Erin Stewart and Hello. Carmen Rasmussen Herbert. Hi. And we um, went through a lot, I think, that really gave me some more insight hearing from you two about how to be better at this and not just kick myself for not measuring up. Because everybody's feeling that way. And that's that's what I thought. And so Let's share what our um, former prophet president, Gordon B. Hinckley, once said to kind of help us feel a little bit more uplifted during this hour. Thank you for being the kind of people you are and doing the things you do. May the blessings of heaven rest upon you. May your prayers be answered and your hopes and dreams become realities. I love hearing his voice again. And... and and I, I just have loved over the last few years, I've noticed this, and, and maybe it was happening before and I didn't notice, but I feel like our LDS leaders are really, really honoring women, talking about them more, praising us for all the things that we do that we think we're not doing, but we are. I don't know if you felt that too as you listened to conference, Erin or Carmen. Yeah, I have felt that actually. I think it goes back to what Carmen was saying earlier about where do those negative feelings come from. And I think our church leaders are really encouraging women to take pride in what they do. Yes, strive to be your best. Be your best all the time, right? We we focus on that. But 
be happy with where you are and your progress and don't compare your mountain to someone else's mountain. And I think a lot of times in the church, we talk a lot about being kind to other people and serving other people and not judging other people. But I think women need to be kinder to themselves. You know, praise yourself. Think about what you're doing. That's great. And just be kind to yourself and more forgiving of yourself. I know a lot of times I fall into the trap of I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough because I'm comparing to other people. But if you listen to what our prophets and our leaders have been saying, they've been saying you're enough. You're enough just the way you are. Keep going. And that's valuable to me every day to remind myself. Yeah. Let's play this from Elder Holland that just immediately touched my heart in October of 2015. uh, His talk called... um, Behold Thy Mother, I believe it was called. And let's hear what he had to say about that. To all mothers in every circumstance, including those who struggle and all will, I say, be peaceful. Believe in God and yourself. You are doing better than you think you are. When you heard that, Carmen, what what did you think? Ugh. That was one of the most beautiful talks. Um, I immediately thought about my boys and how there are so many moments during the day that I do kick myself and think, I should not have yelled. I should not have been so frustrated. Um, But hearing an apostle speak on behalf of the Lord, we know, you know, whether by my voice or by the voice of my servants, it's the same speaking on behalf of him saying, you are doing better than you think you are gives me so much hope and encouragement that, okay, I I can do this. One of my really good friends was talking with me the other day, and she said, have you ever thought of making Jesus Christ your co-parent and thinking of him as someone that's helping you through this journey and, and praying to your Heavenly Father through the Atonement of Christ to help him help you parent during the day. And I hadn't ever thought of it that way of having him help me. And when I think I can't do it, this is so hard. And I think being a stay at home mom, especially sometimes it can get lonely, even though you have all of your little chicks, your little children, you know, gathered around you. There's really, you're the only adult and, and there's not a, sometimes we don't leave the house and I don't talk to another person until my husband gets home from work that day. And sometimes I feel like it can be lonely, but if you think about there's, there is someone always with you and, and that he's just a prayer away. That's encouraging to me. And and that helps me to think there's someone that knows exactly what I'm going through and is there to help me and give me encouragement and let me know you are doing better than you think you are. Yeah. I have to just say, when um, Elder Holland gave this talk at conference, I was making dinner, and we had it on the radio, and he was talking, and my kids were being really loud, and finally I just turned around and I said, girls, be quiet. He's talking about how wonderful I am. And it was just, <laughs> they looked at me and kind of laughed, and it was kind of funny, but I think moms need to hear these words. We need that reassurance, because yes. it, it can be a lonely job, and we need to know that we're on the errand of angels here, and what we're doing is not just you know, making a house or cleaning a house or cooking dinner. It is so much more than that. And I think our church leaders recognize that and they want us to know that our mission is so vitally important. Yeah. And Elder Holland talked about that too. Let's play that clip too. You see, it's not only that they bear us, but they continue bearing with us. It's not only the prenatal carrying, but the lifelong carrying that makes mothering such a staggering feat. Of course, there are heartbreaking exceptions, but most mothers know intuitively, instinctively, that this is a sacred trust of the highest order, 
the weight of that realization, especially on young maternal shoulders, can be very daunting. And what an acknowledgement from him to say, I know it's daunting, I know it's hard, but what a sacred trust that we have. Coming up after the break, some thoughts on these topics from KSL's own Lindsay Ertz and how a growth mindset can help us. She'll explain that next. And then Aaron Stewart and Carmen Rasmussen Herbert will be back for some final thoughts on finding that sisterhood. I'm Mary Richards, and this is KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You're listening to LDS Women and the Quest for Perfection on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to this special hour here on KSL News Radio. I'm Mary Richards, your host, and we're discussing this topic of LDS women and the quest for perfection and some of the things and pressures and other thoughts that uh, women in the church might have, either culturally and not necessarily gospel oriented. Some of that pressure, I think, that we put on ourselves. Talked about that with Carmen Rasmussen Herbert and Aaron Stewart. And I wanted to bring in for this part of our show, Lindsay Ertz from the, the Moms Show on KSL. I love listening to this on Sunday. It helps me as a mother. And Lindsay, as we talked throughout the week about this topic together, what were some of your thoughts when you thought about this whole overall theme of kind of competing with ourselves or competing with others about trying to be our best? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the program, <clears throat> Mary. I uh, often talk about this topic with girlfriends and uh, with other moms, and I love that we're just having these conversations on the radio. And that's what I try to do with the mom show as well is there's so many um, just ideals of what a mother should look like and what uh, we as LDS mothers should look like, and it can oftentimes um, lead to great juxtaposition in our lives because we don't always, um, those realities and the perceptions are often clashing. And that's what I feel like happens a lot in our LDS culture. We have these perceptions of the perfect mom and we have these ideals and, and each of us has our own standard uh, by which that expectation looks like. Uh, so for me, I just thought I would love motherhood all the time because that's what I'm seeing around me. That's what I'm seeing women, you know, strong LDS women in our faith who just are good at this. <laughs> they're good at being moms and and it seems that they know what they're doing. So when I had a baby and I felt utterly overwhelmed by not knowing what I was doing, I wondered why, why am I the only one that doesn't know how to do this? Like, why don't I get it? And I still have those feelings. Even today, 18 months later, my baby's almost two now, you know, and, and I still feel uh, a little bit of like, why, why is everyone else getting it? And, and I'm not. So I've, I've really been taking a look at this and really trying to delve into why, why, why do I feel this way? And I can't tell you that I have a conclusion <laughs> other than uh, to say that I feel like oftentimes we look to our tight-knit community of Mormon LDS women as our our standard. And when I was talking to my husband about this topic, um, he came at it from a book he's reading. Uh, I don't even know the title, but it's about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And people who have growth mindsets um, can see other people in similar situations to them 
and say, well, that person is where they are because they have more experience than I do. So as a new mom, I often looked to mothers who have multiple children or even uh, one child but are older than me, and I compared myself to them being like, they get it, I don't, what's wrong with me? When in essence, it was kind of like comparing apples to oranges because they have more experience than I do. So they ultimately will be a better mother than me because they've been doing it for longer. And in the trenches. So yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the trenches of motherhood right now. So I think a lot of times, especially in this LDS culture, we're so tight knit. We have these communities that you go to church with these people, you you are neighbors with these people. Sometimes you work with these people. Um, all these people are are right next to you, and you can't help but see their lives and think think of that as a standard. So it's really about taking a look at where that expectation comes from for you. And again, I talk a lot in terms of motherhood because that's what I deal with is how, how do I identify this, this motherhood thing and identify why I'm having this juxtaposition between what's actually happening and the reality of it. And there was a time in my life where it sent me into panic attacks, you know, because I was dealing with some anxiety issues, but it was like, it was this severe, deep-seated feeling like I was the only one on earth that didn't get it. And once I could step back and realize that none of us know what we're doing, even the seemingly perfect LDS women, they aren't sitting there pointing out your faults. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, yep. frankly, probably too busy to have time to think about you and your insecurities, Or right? they're insecure too. Yeah. They're thinking, I worry so much about what I'm wearing on Sunday. And so is everybody else. They're not like, oh, look what she's wearing. They're like, do I look okay? Right. Once you realize that, it can switch. Yeah. And everybody's feeling that inside. Yeah. So yeah, if if you can kind of put yourself on an even playing field with people in that, if you look at each other all on the same plane, then it's a lot easier to say, okay, um, she's trying the best she can. She's doing the best she can. So am I. We're yes. all in this boat together. Yes. I love that you said growth mindset. And I, and I jotted down this note that also can, can go with our, how we view our callings. And for example, you might look at the previous primary president or secretary and think, or the, the current one and think, oh, she just does just such an amazing job. She's so much better. Or I'm a failure. You can have that growth mindset with a calling too, right? Or or how you're living or serving in your community, and everybody's different talents and everything. Well, and oftentimes we go to church, right? the The nature of religion in general is to make us better people, right? It's it's to go to church and say, here's the things you need to work on. Mm. Well, over time, for me, I feel like years and years and years of hearing those things has led to a little bit of like. I don't feel so good about myself because I'm yeah, constantly yeah. hearing these messages of things I need to do better. Mm. Um, but if you can, if you look at that in kind of like a, um, you know, a growth mindset type of mentality, then it really is, um, you know, going to church and feeling like there are things that can make you a better person and a person with a growth mindset um, is able to internalize those things and and be, become better because of them. And uh, oftentimes we're sitting in church and we're we're thinking, oh, this lesson is so for me. This is so something I need to do better on. This is something that I struggle with so bad. And then you look all around you at your neighbors and your friends and your business partners and your dentist and your 
plastic surgeon, <laughs> and you think all these other people must get this, yeah. and I don't get it. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the comparison comes into. True, and that feeling of inadequacy. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier, they're sour, but Dr. Chris Doty at UVU called it that toxic perfectionism. And, you know, we always hear that scripture, be therefore perfect. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it means you better be right now or why aren't you? It's like that's that's it's it's that process of getting there. But don't beat yourself up for it. And I've really, really loved how the the church leaders are just completely offering that perspective. Give yourself a break. It's okay. You know, that quote from Elder Holland, you're doing so much better than you think you are. Mm -hmm. The quote I love from... Elder Holland's talk, and I don't have it uh, pulled up right here, but uh, it's where he quotes a young mother who says, uh, no mortal love can bring this much anxiety, can bring mm -hmm. this much responsibility, can bring this much vulnerability. And yet time and time again, we ask for this when we have more children. Uh, the love of a mother must be divine. Um, and that validates me when I heard it. It validated me so much as a mother to think, okay, what I'm doing is on par with what God is doing, mm -hmm. what the Savior is doing. And that just brought me so much validation that, okay, like, I can, I can handle this, you know, and I don't have to give my child everything she needs because God and the Savior are going to cover some of those things for mm -hmm. me. It takes a lot of the pressure off how much love I, I feel like I'm not giving her, yes. right? That's the beauty she, of that plan. Yeah, just, and she's going to develop her own relationships with God and, and, the, and the Savior, and that's going to bring her peace and love and things that I can't give her. Yeah. I'll end this segment with this beautiful comment from our current prophet, President Thomas S. Monson. He was speaking to the young women at the time, but I believe this uh, uh, applies to all of us. That our Heavenly Father may ever bless you, precious young women, that he may inspire your dear mothers and guide your teachers and watch over you always is my sincere prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Beautiful words from our current prophet. And we'll be back after this break with a, a final few thoughts on these topics and kind of that overall we want to end on, on how we can find that balance and peace and joy from the Savior, from others in our lives. My thanks to Lindsay Ertz of The Moms Show on KSL for being here. And tell everybody when they can hear your show. Well, typically we air Sundays at noon. So we have guests on and we do fun things and we look at the good, the bad, the ugly mm -hmm. of motherhood. It's perfect. It's and fun. I love it. And I'm Mary Richards here, your host on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160. You're listening to LDS Women and the Quest for Perfection on KSL News Radio. I've been uplifted by spending time with these guests, Deseret News writers Aaron Stewart and Carmen Rasmussen Herbert. It can feel daunting, but we can have heavenly help if we listen to those promptings. Yes, and that Elder Iring gave um, in the April. 2016 Enzyme, um, and it's also on LDS.org right now about receiving personal revelation. And he talks about just as we pray the apostles and speakers in general conference about what to say to you, you also need to do your homework and pray to receive the answers and guidance that you need. And I think that goes along with our personal prayers every morning and night. I, I always <laughs> plead with my Heavenly Father, help me to be a better mom. Help me to know what to say when my kids are fighting and help me to know what to do if they're lying and please help me. And then sometimes it's in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And then I keep, you know, I kind of go about my day, but instead of, okay, I need to take time 
to listen and because he will help us and he will prompt us. But sometimes it's the taking the time to be still and let that personal revelation come. Yeah, be still is a good one. Yeah. I just wanted to add, I think a lot of times Heavenly Father answers those prayers, those intense motherly prayers through other women. And I think that goes back to what we've been talking about. And when you go to the competition side, you're not going to have that. But if you can let yourself just appreciate other women and realize they're doing the same hard work and they can help you and maybe they can be the answer to your prayers, it opens up this whole sisterhood of motherhood that I think is a gift from Heavenly Father that we have. And especially as LDS women, we have that instant connection through our faith and we can rely on each other. Can I so sad to miss out on that? Yeah, I want to add to that. I I just had that experience recently. My little sister just moved right across the street from me, which makes me so happy. And she's eight years younger. But I really feel like she has taught me and blessed me so much. Um, My little three year old Briggs can be quite a handful sometimes. And lately, he has been saying hate, I hate you. And I'm like, you don't even know what that means. But he has been saying it a lot. And it's really been hard for me because he'll say it to other people too. Not really understanding, but it's, you know, when your mom or sister comes over and he says, I hate you. I'm like, oh, don't say that. And I haven't known how to help him and how to teach him. And I've been praying, please help me know what to say. So he speaks kindly to other people. So my little sister was with me one day and this was a particularly hard day for me. And I was getting him buckled into his car seat. And he said, I hate you, Aunt Raquel. And she said, I love you, Briggs. And he looked at her and he said, no, I love you. And she said, no, I love you. And then they started with this game. I love you more. No, I love you more. And now whenever he sees her, he says, I love you. I love you more. And it was so, I said, at first I was like, why did you receive that inspiration? But then I thought, wait, that's, I have been praying for an answer. And she was that answer that she knew what to say in that moment. And now He doesn't say that anymore. He says, I love you. I love you. And now that's a fun game. And I thought, I'm so grateful that, like Aaron said, I let her help me and teach me instead of, oh, well, you must be more in tune with the spirit than me. Instead, I'm so grateful that, that you were here with me to help teach me. You know, maybe that's why we belong in a church organization or why we are here in families, because we need each other. No man is no woman is an island. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be. I think about all the women who sit by my children at church when my husband's on the stand. Um, Oh, I'm going to cry thinking about them, about how just someone that someone can say can lift my spirit or they are prompted to help and to have that sisterhood. It's a reason why I think we are all here together. We, we, sh- we are all in it together. Yeah. We are. And I think it's important to remember also you don't have to have children to mother. And I think a lot of the prophets and leaders have been talking about that lately too because they're just – there's so many women struggling to get their kids here. And we watch it happen and we see them and we pray for them and we think about them. But the thing is they can mother now. They can – I don't know if your sister has children, but there's people like that who are our primary teachers and they're teachers at school or just the next-door neighbor who helps them. There's so mm-hmm. many women that are mothering our children alongside us. And I'm so grateful for them, whether they have children or not, they can still be part of this sisterhood, Mm -hmm. motherhood. And I'm glad you brought up all the other women, because I feel like this hour, I know we've focused a lot on on moms and mothering. It's probably because that's the stage of life I'm in right now, the stage of life you're in. And that's why I reached out to both of you. But I think to women everywhere, going back to what President Hinckley said, thank you for being the people you are and then doing the things you do. Heavenly Father hears your prayers. And that's so important to hear a prophet say that. And they continue to say it this weekend and all the time. 
and to that I am grateful. I'm grateful to both of you for spending this time with me here on KSL Thank Radio. Thank you for having me. Aaron Stewart again and Carmen Rasmussen Herbert. Thank Look you. for their writings in the Deseret News because they're just fantastic. Just fantastic. <laughs> and I'm Mary Richards and this has been a special report here on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 11:60 AM. <laughs>